You are now tuned in to 3 Plus 1, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast. 3 Plus 1 is a multi-generational podcast that crosses lines with zennial and millennial voices. Political issues, social matters, and popular culture are explored weekly in a segmented format that engages, informs, and sometimes uplifts. Hello and welcome to a brand new week of the 3 Plus 1 podcast. We are joined by our special guest, Heather Shoe of H&K Entertainment. Welcome, welcome, Heather. <laughs> we are going Cheers. to definitely dig uh, deeper into the life of our guests, but we are employing a brand new format for a brand new week. We are trying out the concept of minicast uh, or microcast to really see how that works for us. As opposed to dropping an hour-long, two-hour-long um, show, we're going to do brief parts of the show and highlight that. We have decided that the best way to start our week with you would be to engage in beginning and reviewing the week that just passed and highlighting what we think will be great in the week ahead, week ahead with the up, the down, and the clown. Oh, no. So, Tazzy, is there anything happening this week that you're looking forward to? Oh, this week? Actually, what's crazy is I know we've been gone from the podcast for a little while now. We're just picking it back up, but... My life lately has been so consumed with, like, trying to create content and trying to... <laughs> There's a party going on next door, huh? It is outside. I have neighbors who, <laughs> you know, they think this is Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So they come and they turn up every game day, whether the Falcons are here or there, because they they clearly don't have season tickets. that just me off. When I, I, y'all probably can't hear it on the podcast, and I'm going to edit it out. But there was like this thumping bass sound <laughs> going through the room and it kind of just threw me off. Um, but like I was saying, my life has been just so consumed with like content creation for my own brand and like making videos and web writing for my web series and casting that it's like, I don't even know what's going on in the world half the time. Amen. And I try to scroll the timeline to keep up or scroll Twitter, but I feel like I manipulated my timeline on both Instagram and Twitter so much that I only see funny stuff. So it's like, those are my places to go to for humor. So I really don't know what I'm looking forward to in the world this week. But I know from my personal life, um, one of my producers and film partners, we just did casting for our web series. And that was great this weekend. So this week, we'll be sending out notifications to the people that we chose as well as the script so that we can do next steps in shooting this web series that'll be coming out very soon okay so what i'm looking forward to tazzy is you prioritizing the three plus one podcast <laughs> and making our guests a value part of your life yes i care about you we are three plus one because it's the two of us plus our guest this week is heather and then you the listener you matter to me a great deal even if not as much to tazzy oh and i'm God, looking forward to her finding perhaps maybe a little bit of balance in her life <laughs> heather what's happening this week that maybe you're looking forward oh to oh my goodness no well if you was mad with tazzy you, it's yeah. all, you, you gonna be mad with me honestly truly because i'm in the same situation right now Honestly, between uh, working my full-time job and working out, being on my health stuff, and um, managing artists, and now I'm actually even um, assisting in planning a tour. 
So, um, yeah. That's a lot of great stuff. I'm looking forward to digging in deep to understand how you do that as well as how young aspiring millennials who may want to pursue that as an option for a career can also get involved. This week has been, I think, filled with news. And I think it's always great to start with our up. And the thing that's happening this week that really makes us excited and really gives us a lot of... um, you know, point of pride. Here in the state of Georgia, our largest comprehensive university is Georgia State University. Let's give a round of applause for those. Georgia State, yay! Cheers Georgia to that. State. I don't know. I like it. Okay. <laughs> That's my yeah. school. That Tad is a grad, a proud graduate yeah. of proud. Georgia State University. Proud. And Heather, you attended uh, Valdosta State University. Valda- and their mascot is the Blazers. The Blazers. So we love our Blazers and we love our <laughs> Panthers. But this week we want to give our uh, up to the president of Georgia State University, who's been there for a full decade and is on today's cover of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, where he talks about what he wants to see moving forward. President Mark Becker really has a plan for Georgia State, in addition to having acquired the former, well, what was once Turner Field and made it an acquisition of Georgia State. He is buying up property for that university all around and really trying to grow, expand, and enhance the uh, university. Two focal areas has been number one, increasing graduation rate with a particular emphasis on the acquisition of Perimeter College, as well as more racial diversity among his faculty so that it reflects the diversity of our city and our state and our nation. So we give President Mark Becker a huge round of applause as well as celebrating him as our up. Go GSU! Right. Real GSU, the Blue Blue, Panthers, Atlanta. Woo-woo. So, Heather, you are not a graduate of uh, Georgia State, nah. but you <laughs> are a resident of Atlanta. Correct. How have you been impacted by Georgia State University under the tenure of Mark Becker? Um, to be completely honest with you, GSU, um, you know what? I'll take that back. I was about to say GSU really hasn't done anything for me. However, the people that GSU has breeded um, into the business that I'm into, I know a lot of great PRs from GSU. I know a lot of great creatives, um, such as Hazzy or whatnot. Um, so I will say they breed good people. They, they Their work is done through the people they breed. The best. The best. <laughs> so I can at least say that um, other than that, the university, I just being a resident in Atlanta, Really haven't gone to no games, did anything involved with them, so not yet. Can't say too much. Okay, not yet. Yeah, not yet. So, Tazza, you are an actual graduate of GSU. You were a, you attended that university under President Mark Becker, as mm-hmm. he's been there for an entire decade. Mm-hmm. How? What are your thoughts on his vision for moving that university forward around increasing graduation rates at the newly acquired Perimeter Colleges, as well as increasing the racial diversity of his faculty? I love it, but. Most of you know, well, not most of you, but a lot of the people that listen to the podcast also went to Georgia State because my friends are very supportive, (laughs) and I appreciate all of you, Um, but as you know, like, over the years, Georgia State has always been in articles for being one of the top schools when it comes to diversity, Um, the rate at which they graduate African-American students is extremely high as well, and also, like, we just have been known for being a, a diverse school, so I think Mark 
President Mark, like I'm being all rude, like that's my homeboy. Um, I think he's been doing a great job, like absolutely wonderful job of maintaining the culture that GSU has brought and presents to the world. Um, I remember when I was a student at Georgia State, the diversity was incredible. Like I can meet people from all over the world. We have foreign exchange students, but we also had just like everyday people it just wasn't it wasn't one type of school like there are a lot of mm. pwis and i feel like georgia state is not a traditional pwi by any means of the word at all and if you went to georgia state you know exactly what i'm talking about but the world is seeing that now like we we are pretty much the masters of diversity i i'll say that i don't think any other pwi quote-unquote is as diverse or as like um, integrated and mixed with different cultures as Georgia State University is. But when you say that, do you take away from HBCUs by portraying Georgia State as a different type of PWI? Does that... Do I said nothing about okay. HBCUs. I'm just asking. I, I'm that's asking the thing. I did that, not okay, even say anything okay. about HBCUs. All I said was we were a different type of PWI. Mm-hmm. Nothing about HBCUs. I have so many HBCU grads that are friends. I love you all. And yes, go to HBCUs and support them and give money and do all of that. Like... But I'm speaking on Georgia State as a PWI, not as some type of like anti-HBCU. Yeah. Okay, I'm more clear. I'm just and I just, Georgia you know. State is in the middle of Atlanta, so of course we do a lot of things when it comes to the AUC because it's right up the street. So there's a lot of collaborative parties and events and things and those different sororities and organizations and fraternities. All of us mesh with each other and we, um, you know, do things together. So it's not like a division factor. It's not like, oh, Georgia State is the PWI to the side that doesn't fool with us. No, like it's all a huge family of schools that are located in Atlanta. Okay, that's really great. That's really great. So with our up, of course, comes our down. And Mm. what is this week's down? So this week's down is definitely going to have to be the incident with Jay-Z and the NFL. So Jay-Z has been coming under fire over the last couple of days after signing an agreement with the NFL to help them figure out how to deal with their, quote, Mm. diversity issues. Um... And that, so other, we have some quotes and things. Um, now pop superstar Rihanna is coming out and blasting her longtime friend and mentor, even co-signing a post that called him shady. Um, many of Jay-Z's critics claim that the rapper who is a billionaire is selling out his people for a check. Others say that his agreement undermines NFL player activist Colin Kaepernick, who is currently being banned from the league. Um, Rihanna, in this case, seems to be one of Jay-Z's biggest critics. She recently liked a post by activist Sean King, who, in fact, called Jay-Z shady. Um, And I think that this is the down only because I'm not going to say like, oh, it's the down because he doing some effed up stuff or whatever. But I'm going to say it's the down because it's been causing a lot of like uh, a rift in our community. Like there are people that are so pro what he's doing and there's people that are so anti what he's doing. And I think it's just causing so much turmoil and we're bickering and arguing with each other based off a decision that a billionaire that most of us are never going to meet just made. Um, at the end of the day, Jay-Z did make a money move. I do feel like he's going to benefit from it in a money way and he's trying to somehow probably later be part owner of an NFL team or something. But it could be seen as hypocritical because you told Travis Scott not to perform at the Super Bowl. 
He did anyway. Yeah, but he told him not to. But Jay-Z was telling him, don't perform. And also, he was always like, yes, let's kneel with Colin and we'll, we'll be on your side and this, this, and this. And that was like, you get on TV and say, oh, well, it's not really about the kneeling. We need to do this. Jay-Z, you being in the mix of that is not going to change the culture of the NFL. The NFL is built on old money. Like, your new money or you just randomly being in the mix now isn't going to completely alter how they have this organization set up. So, that makes it definitely down. What do you think? Yeah, Heather, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> okay, so to piggyback off of what Tazzy said, um, that yeah, there's people for it and there's people against it. And um, I can see both sides, even though um, I might not be looked at as impacted as much since, you know, I'm not black or whatnot. So, it's for, for us, it's not as great of a social injustice. However, the thing is, is that I feel like Jay-Z might, I, I don't know if it's a money move or not. I don't know where his heart is. You know what I'm saying? Because if you really got in to create uh, or to change the social injustice or the diversity, then that's great. That's a positive thing that the community needs. But at the same time, like Tazzy was saying, like how the NFL is built off of old money, the thing is, is that you'll never know how those people or those businessmen are actually viewing you. So they could be using you as a puppet. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they're being more integrative and more open to the idea to cause social change when they're really not. They're just giving that appearance. You know, same, same thing, I feel like, um, because I just recently read a study about, you know, um, the black dollar and how much, I think y'all are the third highest consumers, third or six. And so they know that y'all have money now. Money is coming out of y'all. So how are they going to continue to make money? How can they benefit off you? And the thing is, is making it appear that they care and all this stuff. However, that's still biased because you don't know who's at the top, who has the heart for it, and who really is just doing and it for just, the dollar. Right. I think that's a very valid point. I do think, though, Heather, I want to say I think it, it's huge that it impacts you just as much as it impacts us. Yeah. Because any type of social injustice has to be embraced by everybody out there and has to be seen for what it is. This is, in Ted, when you talked about Jay-Z being a an actual one in the, on an NFL team, it's already happening. It's already right. reported that yeah. NF, that Jay-Z wants majority ownership in an NFL team yeah. and that there are yeah, tons of things involved in this deal that he's going to get for his legacy and his future that are really big. I actually was, I, when it first was announced, I had very conflicting views. I've made no secret of my boycott of the NFL since the moment they took my birthday twin, Colin Kaepernick, out of the game for kneeling and protesting Mm. and doing what he believes in. So I have been protesting since. And uh, when I saw this, I was really excited to see how people would respond. Mm -hmm. I feel like and completely understand Jay-Z's impulse to say that we need action. But this type of action may not be what America really genuinely needs because I don't know if it's going to make an impact other than making him rich. However, it could have a huge uh, negative consequence against him as well on him and his legacy. Um, And so one thing that I think is really relevant to see is, number one, what will Colin Kaepernick's response be? 
Jay-Z claimed that Colin Kaepernick had been uh, consulted before the deal. Right. His fiance <laughs> came back on Twitter and said that was not true. Um, they have directly tweeted him and said a number of things. We have a really great article in The Root, a phenomenal website, and an article written by homegirl Angela Holm. Helm, we love her. We, uh, she writes beautiful things. And she states that with at least half of his 30 pieces of silver, Sean Jay-Z Carter will soon acquire a significant ownership interest in an NFL team, as reported by TMZ, making him the first black person to be an owner in the league's history. Uh, While the team was not disclosed, he said that he wants to continue to be a change agent for the NFL. He went on to say that uh, with his company, Rock Nation, he's going to advise the league on entertainment for the Super Bowl and something uh, regarding fuzzy uh, social justice, although, according to Angela, what that was was unclear and somewhat fuzzy. So I think this is kind of a down. I thought about, is this an up? Is the acquisition of an NFL team by someone like Jay-Z a a plus? It's great to see representation. Because it matters. It's great to see ownership because it pays away for the future and inspires others. But this may not be something, this may be dirty money that we may not want our hands in and may not be something that we want to support. So, Jay-Z, my brother, we have to give you the down for the week. But it's not as bad as being the clown. <laughs> and uh, earlier today when Tazzy went right in on me for asking about PWIs and HBCUs, I felt just <laughs> like our homeboy and friend, Andy Cohen. <laughs> so... Um, this is something that happened uh, a little bit earlier in the summer, but it was really, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was actually kind of hilarious when it happened because it was a really good, true uh, moment to to explore. And this is something I'm just kind of pulling the background from People Magazine, where one and I watched the episode and I didn't see it. It was so quick that it caught me, but I didn't really pay as much attention to it. Where Titus Burgess, the uh, Emmy nominee, he's on the television show The Unsinkable Kimmy Schmidt, that which you can comes find on, on Netflix. Yes, it's on Netflix. Oh, it's really a hilarious show. Hilarious. And it, it's a it's a great comedy, great premise. A young girl who was kidnapped and hidden underground for fifteen years suddenly emerges on the first episode uh, to discover life. But the show actually gives a lot of great social commentary, and on uh, the interview that. Andy Cohen had with Titus on his television show, Watch What Happens Live. Um, Andy asked him some questions about working with Eddie Murphy. And he wanted to kind of know about whether or not if Eddie Murphy was um, anti-gay and homophobic, which is a reputation that Eddie Murphy has in the industry. And he responded, and, and Titus Burst quickly responded back and snapped back and basically said that that wasn't something he was going to talk about and it wasn't something that he was going to go into. And then later, Titus Burst went on and slammed uh, Andy Cohen for being a messy queen on his Instagram <laughs> account. The specific, I'm looking for it now to find the specific Instagram post. And Titus said, and it's, his Instagram is Insta Titus. Insta Titus, uh, I-N-S-T-A-T-I-T-U-S-S. And he said, she can be a messy queen. Yes, I said it. Don't care he knows either. There are a number of grammatical errors in this post, but I'm not going to let that distract me too much. Oh, my God. He should remember his talk show isn't an episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, a complete slam and shade to our uh, local Housewives franchise. 
It's a place where artists come to talk about art and have a little fun, not a place to rehash old rumors or bring a star negative press. Sunday was a display of ratchet behavior by a well-connected man having blame regard for one of his guests. If the only time we're taking to know who I am and not assuming that I am a character I play on TV, he would know how to conduct a proper interview with me. I received four Emmy nominations for acting, not for being myself. He was lucky that I had my wits and Christian values that day. Uh Always keep it classy. Being friends with other talented celebrities doesn't make you talented. It makes you friends with other famous celebrities. He should rip a page from Anderson Cooper and learn how to do his job. Uh Now, this to me Uh most certainly portrays Andy Cohen as a clown. Uh, If not this week, certainly for the week in which that episode aired. Ladies, what do you think about Titus? Was he out of line? I like that. No, Titus is right. Like, you can't assume that Titus is... The character he portrays. But those who haven't seen the show, Tazzy, what character? Okay, so that was just what? about to get into What does he portray? So, on Kimmy Schmidt, Titus is this very over-the-top, flamboyant, extra-dramatic, uh, like, oh my God, he lives for the tea, the <laughs> gossip, all, like, all of that. Like, he embodies all of the, like, it's just like... It's so much that sometimes it's, like, exhausting. Like, God dang, <laughs> Titus is a lot going on. But you can't assume that that man is that character in real life and hold an interview as if you're interviewing the guy from the show. Like, that's not who he is. And I'm glad he said if he took some time to do some research to get to know me, he would have done a proper interview. That's unprofessional as hell to go in there and be like, oh, I got Titus from Kimmy Schmidt. I'm going to talk to him as if he's still that character. You're talking about Eddie Murphy, who they were recently working together. That's messy. It's unprofessional. But also, Andy Cohen, like, I think he thinks he's beyond reproach is that the word i'm looking for yeah he might i think he just thinks he's like the top gay man in the world and that like he can do whatever the hell he want to do and nobody can check him about shit um but i'm glad that titus says something so you know do you feel as though his that titus's counterattack or maybe mm-hmm. flat out attack on Andy was fair. Yeah. When he said being friends with other talented celebrities doesn't make you talented. It makes you friends with other celebrities. Is Andy Cohen talented? Let's let's talk about I mean is Andy Cohen does Andy Cohen is Titus wrong here? Does Andy Cohen truly genuinely have talent? Oh well Andy Cohen just is a moderator for grown women being messy. Ain't that the basis of his show? Right. He's but he's the creator of the whole entire franchise. He's the producer. He created the whole entire Real Housewives franchise. Producing it doesn't he created, make you talented. He's a con- he created some major content that saved an entire network, Bravo, from obscurity and brought them to the forefront of our current society. I think that takes a lot of talent. I don't think Titus is writing this. Mm-hmm. And this attack, I think Titus uh, you know hit below the belt. I was gonna say like if he did all that because I, I might give Didi you a clown too. Oh. Titus ain't no clown. Shut the hell up, BD. No, yeah, I would. I I wouldn't say he was wrong. You said was he fair? Uh, it was yeah. fair for yeah. him to do it, but was it too much energy for me personally? Like you don't need you. Know, I didn't need that full blast after that was too much. Yeah, it, after that, then you are creating even more drama to bring to you or attention to bring to you. Even if it's about this man's character, you just want people to know about his character, it's still, you still kind of did what you said you weren't going to do, in a sense, by just... 
Anyway, if, when you think about it, and you kind of like, okay, so we kind of unpack just a little bit. Is it not relevant and appropriate for Andy Cohen to do and create high quality television by baiting questions? Is that not what every great interviewer does? If you reflect back on the summer we weren't recording, but you had Gail King, where she interviewed uh, R. Kelly. <laughs> and what was like that quote? What was that running quote he said? Um, y'all killing me. Yeah, what is it? Y'all killing me with this. <laughs> so, you know, is that my not. Life. But, right, taking my life. Is that not a part of what a great interviewer does? And sometimes it works and sometimes it can backfire. But is that not a part of like the work? But you don't do. Like, that is based on the guest. Yeah, yeah. Like, Michelle Obama, that, yeah. if Andy Cohen was interviewing Michelle Obama, he ain't gonna say no bullshit Correct. like that. that val- yes, Tazzy, that's a value you win. A great point. <laughs> and it shows that Andy Cohen didn't do his research or his work ahead of time, right. and as a result, right. he was he deserved this drag. Exactly. Sure. Okay. I'm all for it. Okay. So we conclude, of course, this opening sex- segment uh, for the week on our Monday with looking at The Best of Us. The Best of Us is a segment, you know, there are so many things right now in our society that can bring us down. Every week you're getting news, some of it from us that may not be positive or may not be inspiring, but we want the best of us to be a great way of ending that Monday segment where we talk about something that's really positive and really affirming that can give us hope for where we are headed as an American nation. Tazzy, what is this week's The Best of Us? So The Best of Us this week goes to... The only woman I'd be a true lesbian for, Megan the Stallion with her fine self. Hot girl. Hot girl. Hot girl. No, but she's so, not the only one. I mean, there's a lot of. Listen, I think everyone there feels like so that. There's so many women I know that, like, literally have no lesbian desires at Facts. all that would be a true, full on lesbian for Megan the Stallion because that's a fine bitch. We like, just talk about that last night. Man, I was with a group of married women last night. They're like, yeah, she's for her. fine. Anyway, mm-hmm. so she's the best of us because. I don't I, even know what to say. <laughs> I, I'm speechless. Not only has she been killing it this summer, she dropped her album. She has all of us trying to get better knees. Um, Like, she just is fine and just doing great shit. She's going back to school in the fall. And that is. Now, I agree. Now, that is to me a huge up. Like, you know, she has gone on tour. She has made a lot of money. She has blown up. She's in high demand. She could fill out stadiums right now. But she is saying. However, despite having a top albums, despite being in high demand of collaborations, despite being begged to go on tour, I'm going to go back to school at right. Texas Southern, correct? Mm-hmm. And, and in my junior year and continue my degree. I think that's a role model for a lot of people to get your priorities in order yes. and to make the main thing the main thing. Um, Heather, what do you think uh, about this decision? Do you think, you know, I guess kind of way of just wanting to play devil's advocate and really trying to be a better interviewer than Andy Cohen. Um, do you think <laughs> that this is a good decision for Megan or is she missing out on prime time opportunity in her career to really maximize her popularity? No, uh, Meg Thee Stallion has talent. That, that's just what it is. And not only does she have talent, she has personality. Um, people like her. And she is a role model for women besides even going back to school because then you become a whole different type of role model because she has been somebody that in the game. She's got in the game and she's basically built up other women the whole time. She hasn't torn nobody down. She always promotes like come party with me, come hang out with me. And, and she's real. I feel like she's unified that instead of like 
you know, like just referencing like Nikki and Cardi. I feel like once Cardi came up, Nikki, that's when Nikki and Cardi start having this thing. And then it's like you're both great. You're both great rappers. You're both great artists. You don't have to compete with one another. You if you collab with somebody, you'll be 10 times as better. And I feel like Meg stands for that. So there's no there's if she's going to be a junior, what she got two years left. I mean, there is no prime time. She is in her prime time, but. Um, she has talent and personality, like I said, and that will carry her through her career if she just continues. So the last thing on our The Best of Us, again, I think we're all in agreement that Meg is the best of <laughs> us. Do you think that Meg made a wise decision to do a collaboration with Nicki Minaj? Considering all of the back and forth between Team Cardi and Team Nicki. Yeah, because that has nothing to do with her. I, I was just about to say that. That has literally that, nothing that, to do with exactly, her. Exactly. You know, whatever Meg, I mean, whatever Nicki and Cardi got going on has nothing to do with Meg. Meg can go make a song with Nicki, Meg can go make a song with Cardi. That has nothing to do with and her. And get more money. Yeah. Both ways. And stay, and stay she out ain't got that. no issue with any of them. Yeah. And, and she, she doesn't have to choose a side. No. So like, you don't no. think that, that the fans and people out there have made this determination that she's chosen a side? She hasn't chosen a side. People are being stupid and they want to start drama. Like, no, she didn't choose a side just because she made a song. She can go make a song with Cardi next week. That doesn't mean anything. Right. Exactly. Is it a good song? <laughs> what? Cardi and May? The song uh, Hot Girl oh, Summer. Hot Girl is it a Summer. good song? Hot Girl Summer is catchy. It's, it's just catchy. That's just what it is. It's not, it's, it's not a... Horrible song, but it's a continuation of who Meg is mm. anyway. You know, we're just adding Nikki on there. It is a good a song for Nikki. It's not Correct. a good song yeah. for Megan. It's not a classic. Yeah, it's not a. It's not something. <laughs> it's not a classic. But what is a classic is Meg the Stallion. Everyone have a great rest of the week. Can't wait for you to check us out on Tuesday. Woo-hoo!